Welcome to Words of Wisdom Podcast. I'm Minerva Maharaj, a former NBA Toronto Raptors dancer turned certified spiritual life coach, author, and founder of Goddess of Wisdom Spiritual Life Coaching. Each week, I'll be bringing you practical spiritual tools, tips, meditations, and interviews with powerful thought leaders. My intention is to bring you one step closer to the life you've been dreaming of. If you are joining us for the first time or have been a loyal follower, I thank you for being here. There is something in you calling out for more, so it's not by accident you've landed here. Now, let's get connected to the beautiful life that awaits you. Welcome everybody to another episode of Words of Wisdom. Today, I have a very special guest. She is a dear friend. She's a soulful business coach, and she is, in my opinion, the true embodiment of what it means to be authentic and lead a successful business and just spread her light across the world by just being her true self. I have Randy Lee here with us. Randy Lee is a soulful business coach, public speaker, and the host of Uplifting Podcasts. Her mission is to help women uncover their naked truth the real you when you strip down all the conditioning and limiting beliefs around who you should be and step into alignment with your authentic self. Yes, you do. Through incorporating human design and gene keys, Randy helps your clients go from people pleasing, burnout, and living a dual life to liberating their true self so they can stand out amongst the crowd and attract soulmate clients with ease. Welcome, Randy Lee. Thanks for being on my podcast. Aloha, Minerva. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for being here. Um, I talk highly about you all the time, and I'm just so excited for my audience to learn more about you. I know this is just going to be such a delicious conversation. So I love your, I just want to dive into the word naked truth. I just love, love that word. So tell me, what is your naked truth? Yeah, thank you so much, Minerva, for having me. I Absolutely love and adore you so much. And I'm so excited to be here with you today and for this conversation. So my naked truth, as if you can see the video, I have a picture of me like naked in the water, looking like a mermaid. And I love it. it really is like the embodiment of my journey is kind of the story of the mermaid. So the mermaid, you know, she's living her life in two worlds. She is half human half sea creature and she doesn't really feel like she quite fits in you know she's either too much of a sea creature or she's not enough human and so she never knows where her true place is and she's fighting against herself because she's trying to be something that she's not but when she really accepts that she's not supposed to be a sea creature she's not supposed to be a human She's a unique being, she's a mermaid. And when she fully accepts that, that's actually when she steps into her power, when she steps into her magic. And I believe that's the same for all of us. When we uncover our naked truth, the real truth of who we are, which happens when we strip down all those layers of conditioning, of limiting beliefs, of expectations of who we should be, of how our life should be, and really step into our power, that's when the magic happens. I truly believe that. And I, that's been my journey pretty much my whole life is trying to discover who I am. But along the way, I was trying to be everybody else and really lost that connection with my true self. And it's only been in the last few years that I've rebuilt 
rebuilt that connection and why I'm so passionate about helping other women, especially do the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your words just vibrate. Like you're just so passionate about it. So tell me a bit, I guess maybe this is a little bit of a story, but tell me a little bit about the signs of when you were trying to be a sea creature or the human self, like what are the signs when you're not living authentically? Yeah, that's such a great question. So one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about human design is it really shows us the ways where we are out of alignment and where we're not living true to our authentic self, to our, our essence, our true nature. And so one of the things that I have is I have an open G center. And so a, your open, your G center is responsible for identity, your sense of self. And so with having that open, I don't have a consistent sense of self. I don't have a consistent identity. I'm actually here to be many different things. And so growing up, that was a huge trigger for me was not having a solid sense of who I was. So I was mm -hmm. searching for things outside of myself to try to give me that sense of who I was. And this really followed me throughout my entire life. You know, in high school, I thought if I was the cheerleader, then I would get a sense of who I was. You know, that would give me that sense of identity. You know, in college, I ended up in a lot of toxic relationships because I thought being in a relationship would give me an identity, would give me that consistent sense of who I was. And then when I became a business coach, I felt the pressure to show up like all of the other business coaches because I thought that that's what the identity was. And even recently, I stopped competing in powerlifting. I was a competitive powerlifter and I held on to that for probably a year longer than I knew I should have. I had two severe back injuries where I couldn't walk for days, like literally could not get out of bed, Minerva. I couldn't even walk. And mm. I was so afraid to leave the sport because I didn't know who I was going to be without it. Yes. Like, who am I without this? this is how people see me. This is how people identify me. Who am I without that? And so that's really been my journey. My whole life is trying to discover who I am. And human design gave me the permission to not have to fit into a box, to not have to say that I'm one thing or to hold on to one identity. Like mm -hmm. I really get to be any and all things. And that's such a beautiful thing about our open centers is I believe there are personal and our collectively our greatest teachers because they show us that there is this beautiful duality in life. Mm -hmm. You know, that things aren't black or white. They're not this or that. They're not either or. They're both. Mm -hmm. And you can really experience that in our open centers when we allow ourselves to let go of trying to be consistent there. Mm -hmm. And I want to get deeper into human design, but I just want to highlight what you're saying or what I'm hearing is when you're not living authentically, and I feel like all our listeners could, uh, could relate to this. I know I can relate to this. You're in toxic relationships. You have physical pain in your body. Um, just like the universe will just keep knocking you over the head. And not only just the universe, but it will show up and manifest in our relationships and our money in our health in so many ways when we're not living authentically. Yeah, you can um, feel when you're out of alignment, like it, your life isn't going the way that 
you want it to. Yes. And I think that that's the thing is like a lot of times we become really tolerant of a lot of discomfort in our lives. Yes. And we just think that it's, we normalize it. We think it's normal that, you know, everybody struggles. Everybody struggles. It's okay to struggle, challenges. Like we normalize all of that. Mm-hmm. When really those are all signs that we're, that we're out of alignment, that yes. we're not living true to who we are because I don't believe life is meant to be hard. I, I really believe that when these things happen, it's an opportunity. It's a lesson to pull us back into alignment. But so often we don't listen to that. And we just think that that's how life is supposed to be. And that's not the reality. Yeah, it is so true. That becomes the normal, like the pain, the suffering, the worry, the fear, all of that is the normal. Yeah, like your comfort zone, I don't really think is comfortable. Like, let's be (laughs) real. Your comfort zone is full of stuff that you don't really like. That isn't comfortable. Discomfort. Yes. Totally. Yeah. But it's and so but why known, do you think right? we stay it's there? Known. Because it's known. It's what we know, right. right? Like as humans, uncertainty triggers our fight or flight response, right? Yes. And so that's really what triggers these fears when uncertainty comes up. So yes. we're like, oh no, this is something I haven't experienced before. I've never been here before, and so it triggers those fears, which are there to keep us safe. Mm-hmm. But often it's not that we are in danger of our survival. It's that our comfort zone is actually in danger. Mm -hmm. We're stepping outside of that, stepping into the unknown. And I really believe the more that you do that, like your comfort zone is very small when you start. And every time you step out of it, it grows bigger and bigger and bigger and it expands. And things that you once thought were totally uncomfortable that you would never be able to do suddenly become second nature. I mean, yeah. there's so many things in my business that I thought I would never be able to do, but I did it. And now I actually coach my clients on those things that I once never thought I would be able to do, but I stepped out of my comfort zone and I did it anyway. And how did you get the courage to do that, to start living authentically, to start being the mermaid? Well, I think part of it is my journey as a 6'2 profile. With having the six line in my profile, I really have these three different life stages that I'm going through. And this trajectory of my life is to really be a role model to share what I've gone through and to help others navigate their way through those same experiences. So if any of you listening have a six line in your profile, like the first 30 year, years of your life feels like you've lived a lifetime mm-hmm. in the first 30 years. Mm-hmm. Like you, you've gone through so many different things, so many challenges. And then at that second stage, which happens around your first Saturn return, which is around the age of 27 to 30, you go through this shift where you come out of that victim mentality of like seeing life happening to you. And you start to look at things differently and see how all of these things that happened in your past were actually happening for you. Mm -hmm. Again, they were pushing you to alignment. Yes. And so I was able to see how all of the things in the first 30 years of my life, all of the challenges, all of the struggles was because I was running away from the truth of who I was. I mean, it makes me emotional. Like I was running away 
for 30 years of my life mm. from the truth of who I am. And it really was like, when I woke up, like I couldn't go back. Yeah. Like I just couldn't go back. And that's something that keeps coming up for me because as someone with an open G center, I'm not the same person that I was a year ago. Yeah. And in another year, I'm not going to be the same person either. And that can trigger people because they don't know what to expect of you. And mm -hmm. I've really committed to no longer being available to changing myself for anybody. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to shift who I am to please anybody else yes. to be who others want or expect me to be. Like I'm just no longer available for that. And I think that it really took that awakening, like really awakening that awareness of shifting my perspective from seeing things happening to me and seeing them happening for me. And that's what really prompted me to start my business, to you know make an impact in other women's lives because I wanted to share what I had been through, share the lessons from those experiences and help other people who are going through that. Because I know... I know I'm not alone in this. Oh, no, you are not. And let's get into it. And th first of all, thank you for sharing that. And that's like, it brings, it gets me choked up when you speak like that as well, because you have changed my life. You have changed so many women's lives. And that's, that's really what your mission should do is make you, make you want to cry. And I feel that. And I truly, and you are a testament to this, like you are, uh, a guide to this because I didn't know about human design till I met you and you did a human design reading and anyone's listening or watching this you need to get a human design reading by Randy Lee however way you're offering this now I don't know if you're still yeah doing and it. I'll give you a code for your listeners oh so thank you yeah. yes I love it um so I'll make sure to put that in the show notes for everybody you do not want to pass this up so if you're wondering what human design is I mean I'm gonna let Randy explain this but if I could just share my experience of that it was like the veil just kind of just got lifted over from my eyes as to I'm a manifester and there was just things I knew innately since I was a little girl that anything is possible if I put my mind as this could happen and whoa look how quickly this happens but then I pull back when they're when that's judged or I can notice that some people are repelled by my expansive energy sometimes. And then that would make me you know, feel bad about that or shrink in some way. And when you, we did that reading, it was like, you went over time with me and we, I was like in tears, but it was just like, I think you posted about this too. It just gives you permission to be you. And for me, I can never go back to that. Like I can never go back to that small dimmed light person I was. And ever since I fully stepped into that, even more so, every time I've stepped into my light, good things just happen. And I, it's just been nonstop on this high trajectory of just one beautiful thing after another, because I'm just fully tuned in, tapped in, turned on, plugged in to my manifesting self. And that's just, that's just me. And it's, the more it felt uncomfortable doing it first, but the more you do it, the more it's like, I can't go back to that old self. And this is, this is my mission. So I know that was a long winded testimony on that, but I just want to thank you for that again. And yeah, it was just such a beautiful, 
beautiful experience. So tell me more what human design is for our listeners. Yeah, well, Minerva, you're such a beautiful testament of what happens when you align with your design because you really have been able to shift your energy to be in alignment with how you're supposed to show up instead of feeling this pressure to do it like everybody else. Mm -hmm. And that's really what human design does. And human design is the study of differentiation. So it's actually the study of how we are different, how we're unique. And it shows you your energetic blueprint. It's a combination of a bunch of different systems such as astrology, the I Ching, the chakra system, as well as like modern technologies such as quantum physics, biochemistry. It really, to me, I don't think there's anything that comes close to human design in terms of like, I mean, it answers so many questions. It has it everything you need in this system. Like it's so in depth. And I think because of that, it can be very intimidating to people. Like you pull up your chart and it looks like a foreign language. You're like, what are all these colors, these shapes, these numbers, none of yeah. these, like, what do these words mean? What is like, none of it makes sense. And so mm -hmm. I remember when I first discovered it, I felt that way. I was totally overwhelmed and intimidated. And I was like, I'm not going to dive into this. It's probably like <laughs> astrology whatever yeah. it's not a big deal like it's just another personality test like that's yeah. what I thought. it's just a personality test I don't I don't need to figure this out <laughs> but it kept on showing up for me it just kept on like I would just keep on seeing these things and I'm like okay I need to figure this out and so I ordered a book on it I started diving into it learning what I could purchase courses now I'm in a certification program I mean I just really went down the human design rabbit hole and yeah. for about a year and a half now have been just absorbing as much information as I can. And I'm the type of person that I learn and I integrate at the same time, where mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, they learn and they wait to integrate it. They wait to apply it until after they feel like they've learned enough or they have mm -hmm. all the information. And mm -hmm. this doesn't just apply to human design. This applies to people in business, you know, in any sort of thing that you're learning and trying to transform in your life. A lot of times we're just taking in a lot of information and waiting until we feel like we have all the information to yeah. then go and implement and take action on it. And I really think that that holds us back so often in doing that. And so I really like, as soon as I would learn about something, I started applying it in my life. I started like talking with my clients about it and seeing how they could apply it in their lives. And I started to put all these pieces together. And I think because of that, that's why I picked up on it so quickly. Like people ask me like, how did you learn all of this? How did you, you know, you just seem like you understand it so well. It took time, but it was learning and integrating at the same time. Right. And I think that's such a beautiful example because people do tend, or, or I feel, you know, people who are on the self journey, um, self development, they want to have it perfect, especially women who are starting their businesses, who we're around quite a lot. I need to get it perfect before I launch. But this is a perfect example because you impacted my life with this before even being certified. You were, like you said, self teaching, you were learning, integrating, learning, integrating, learning, integrating. So 
it's just so beautiful. It is a little overwhelming. So for now, I'm sending everyone to you when it comes to that. I'm just like, you need to figure out your design, but it makes so much sense of just everything, like how to make decisions, how to run your business, who you're attracting, why you have the relationships you have or the quote unquote problems you have. It's just so insightful in so many ways. So tell me how this has transformed your business and the businesses of your clients. Yeah. So I want to just say something really quick, because I know it can be really overwhelming the information when you look at it, but really you can get so much transformation from only understanding the basics about human design. Mm -hmm. So if you're just diving into it and you go and you pull up your human design chart and you want to just start learning the basic information, find find out about your energetic type. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be a manifester? What does it mean to be a generator? What does it mean to be a projector? What does it mean to be a reflector? What does it mean to be a manifesting generator? Mm-hmm. Know the difference between those types, what your type is. And then knowing your type, you'll know what your strategy is. Your strategy is how you're designed to interact with the world with the least amount of resistance. So mm-hmm. we all have a different type of aura that you know, basically extends outside of ourselves. And so people feel this when we're interacting with them. And so Minerva, you as a manifester, you have this closed and repelling aura, which is exactly <laughs> what you described, right? And like, yeah, I would feel this from people. It was like, they, they could feel your aura. And so yeah. they would then close off, right? So understanding that, understanding your strategy, that actually helps you then interact with the other energetic types and their auras so that there's the least amount of resistance where it's really for the greatest good of all of us. Mm -hmm. So you, you'll know your type, your strategy, you'll find out what your non-self theme is. This is like the red flag that you're out of alignment. So for Minerva as a manifester, that's anger. When she's feeling that anger, (laughs) she's like, okay, something's out of alignment here. I'm a generator as a generator. That's frustration. When that frustration comes up, I'm like, something needs to shift here. And then you know what your signature is. This is like the green flag. This is like the sign that you're thriving, that you're in alignment. So Mm -hmm. as a generator, mine is satisfaction. Like really feeling like, oh my gosh, the work that I'm doing, it's deeply satisfying me. My life is deeply satisfying me. Minerva, as a manifester, that's peace. Mm -hmm. Feeling this sense of peace and like, yeah, you don't have to things are just going peacefully. You're not having to, you know, convince people or you're allowed, you're given that space to do things your own way. Yes. Peace is is exactly when you told me that that makes so much sense when everything's just good. It's just, I'm just at peace. It just feels so good. And I just know I'm in alignment and anger is definitely a sign I'm out of alignment somewhere. My husband can attest to that. Yeah, exactly. So just knowing about your type, you learn about all of that. And then the next thing that I would want you to learn about would be your inner authority. And this is how you make aligned decisions. And so just knowing those things, your type, which knowing about your type, you'll know about all those other things. And then your inner authority, that can shift so much. And so that's really what shifted my business is learning about my strategy, learning that I'm actually here to wait to respond. 
Unlike Minerva, who is a manifester, manifestors make up about 9% of the population. And they're the only energetic type that's here to initiate. They really are these courageous explorers of the unknown. Like they see into the unknown and they're here to really take that first step to guide us into a new paradigm. A generator, which I am, I'm not here to do that. But I think most of us feel this pressure to initiate. We have this fear that if we don't take action, if we're not making it happen, then it's not gonna happen for us, mm-hmm. right? And so we're acting out of a lot of times fear, out of scarcity. So when I learned that I'm here to wait to respond, what that means is that as someone who has my sacral center defined, this is your center for work life force energy. And so the two energetic types that have a defined sacral are generators and manifesting generators. The other three energetic types do not have a defined sacral. So manifesting generators and generators, we're here to really be the action portion of the collective. We have consistent access to this work life force energy. We're here to build and create. We're here to like take what the manifest manifester gets started and see it to the finish line. Mm-hmm. Because a manifester doesn't have the sustainable energy to see something all the way to the finish line. They're really here okay. just to get things started and then move on to the next thing, move so on true. to the next thing. And so when I learned about that, I saw how I was really initiating a lot of times. And what happens when you initiate is often it's not the right time or it's not the right thing that you should be putting your sacral energy towards. Mm -hmm. So you end up pushing, you end up forcing, trying to make this thing happen. And then you don't get the results you want. You face a lot of resistance along the way. And then you end up feeling really frustrated, which is my non-self theme. And so I would see this in my business where I would just like, my coach would tell me, you should really do this. This is like the next step in your business you should take. And so I'm like, okay. And I just, because I'm an action taker, like, I'm like, all right, let's go and do it. And I Mm -hmm. could just, I have the energy. I have the willpower with having a defined heart center. Like I can just make really force it and try to make it happen. Right. But then no one would sign up for those offers. Right. You know, like my first group program, one person signed up. Right. And it's because I wasn't waiting to respond. Mm -hmm. I was just trying to initiate. And so waiting to respond looks like seeing something outside of you that's an indicator that it's the right time for you to put your sacral energy towards that. Ah. So it's like having a client be like, oh, I would really love to learn about this. Or I'm, I'm struggling with this. I could really use support in this. Or you're in a Facebook group of you know, your ideal client and you hear them all talk about a similar thing that's coming up for them. Mm-hmm. That's a sign that this is something for you to put your sacral energy towards because mm-hmm. you don't wanna be putting your sacral energy towards something that's not ready to be brought out into creation. Does that make right. sense? Oh, completely, completely. I can listen to you talk about this forever. And it really just comes down to energy because then when you are pushing and fighting and forcing things, it's draining, it's repelling. But when you start living in alignment to your design, there's just flow and ease and success. 
I see. Exactly. Exactly. So when I stopped feeling like I had to feel this pressure to like constantly be launching a new program, you know, staying up with the latest trends in the coaching industry and Mm -hmm. all of these things that really motivate us more out of fear and scarcity and comparison than anything else. When I really released that and started following my strategy, waiting to see, you know, what is it that I really need to be putting my energy towards? And then following my inner authority, which comes from my sacral center of being lit up, of doing stuff that that I'm passionate about, that really fuels me. That's when my business shifted. I no longer had to push and force and try to hustle for clients. I put out programs that, you know, easily got people signing up for them because it was what they needed. And I was excited to create it because I was following my authority and I was lit up by the work that I was doing. And it flowed so much easier compared to when I wasn't following my strategy and my authority, no one would sign up. So (laughs) I see this for like all of the clients that I work with, regardless if, if you're a generator or a manifesting generator, you know, I see it with the projectors, you know, who are here to be our guides. They're really... They have this bird's eye view. They can see people so deeply. And in order for them to give us guidance and really be most effective, they need to wait for the the invitation. They need to be recognized and seen as somebody who has the keys, who has the answers before they can actually give that advice. Otherwise, Uh that's when people close up and they don't wanna take the advice. And so a huge thing for projectors is if we want other people to see you as an expert, you need to see yourself that way first. You need to recognize yourself in the deep wisdom that you have to share. Like you have so much deep wisdom. You have this zone of genius. You can see systems in a way that other people can't. And you have to own that first before other people can see that and start giving you the invitation, start giving you that recognition. And so I see this all the time with the clients that I work with, regardless of what energetic type they are, when they really understand the role that they're here to play, how their energy is designed to work, and they start to honor that, really step into their power and let go of who they're not here to be, that's when magic happens. Yes. Yeah. And I believe you supported me with this. When I stepped into my manifesting self, my group coaching program filled up so quickly, effortlessly, and it was the best quarter year ever. Um, And it all came from a place of ease and flow, a complete opposite of the way I was operating before. So thank you. Because you were doing a lot of the like, what people were telling you, you were supposed to do, which just wasn't in alignment with your energy and, and the role that you're yes. here to play. Yeah. All the things were forceful out of fear. It was draining. I just kept pushing and that just didn't feel right to me. So I always just tune in. Does it feel light? If it's light, it's right. And if it feels heavy and draining, it's that's not the way to go. So before we wrap up, I know there's another um, design reflector. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you just quickly tell us what that kind of looks like? Yeah. So reflectors are incredible. Reflectors are actually only 1% of the population and they have all of their centers open or undefined. So that means that they 
don't have any centers where they're generating their own energy. They're reflecting and amplifying energy in all of their centers. And so they're really here to be the early warning system. So they're here to be like a center of a community because if the reflector is thriving, then the community is thriving. If the reflector is not doing well, the community is not doing well because they're literally a reflection of that. They're a karmic mirror. And so reflectors have an incredible way of being able to predict what's going to happen. Because not only are they reflecting and amplifying the energy of those around them, they're also picking all of that up from the energy that's in the cosmos. They are actually deeply connected with the lunar cycle. And so they can pick up and they can predict things in a way that no other energetic type can because they hold space, like all of their energy centers are here to hold space. Mm -hmm. And so reflectors, it's really important if you are a reflector to not be making decisions in the moment because you can be picking up and reflecting energy from those around you. And then later on you realize that's not the best decision for you. So Mm. reflectors really need to wait Typically, we say wait a lunar cycle, wait 28 days before making a decision. I would say, especially if you are making a big decision in your life, wait 28 days. If not, if you're a reflector, it'll be really helpful for you to start tracking your energy in relationship to the moon cycles. So during the full moon, how's your energy? During you know the waxing, the waning moon, during the new moon, how's your energy? So then you can start to see these patterns that your energy is in during the lunar cycle. So then you can predict, okay, if during the full moon, I'm really energized, but during the new moon, I'm drained. Mm-hmm. Well, if the new moon's coming up and you have an opportunity to, you know, maybe go do a guest speaking or like you're, gonna, you're planning on launching a new program, you're probably gonna wanna wait because you know during the new moon, that's when you're low on energy. So that's kind of like a little hack you can use if you are a reflector, but it's going to be really important for you to be in an environment that makes you feel good, that makes you feel vibrant, because who you are around, you are reflecting and you're picking up on that energy. Mm, Beautiful. Well, thank you for sharing so much of your knowledge with us. I want to honor your time. And I've I learned so much. Day, so no I know <laughs> I can keep you here another hour if you like. Um, just this is just music to my soul, and just yeah. So I'm we're we're gonna. I want to get some final words from you. Is what I'm saying. So um, I'm gonna make sure that we link a way for people to get their free human design reading, so they can just get their chart, and then I'm going to include the generous uh, promo code from you so that people can get a human design reading directly from you because I think you are amazing and you just give so much value like in just this moment of like half an hour this free podcast just imagine what you would get in an hour and a half two hours it's just life-changing so as we're wrapping up what other besides finding out your human design and living in alignment to that do you have any other tips for our audience on how to live authentically? Yeah, I think that it really first comes from loving and accepting yourself as you are. 
I think that that's something that many of us don't prioritize enough. You know, we don't really spend time loving who we are unconditionally. And I think that that's a huge part of being able to show up authentically is not only loving the amazing gifts that you have, but loving your shadows, loving your triggers, loving your emotions, loving all parts of you, accepting unconditionally all parts of you. That's how you show up authentically. Yes. Because if you're not loving who you are, if you're not fully embracing who you are, you're not showing up authentically. Yeah. You're just not like you, those two things cannot exist. You cannot say that you're being your true self and there's still something about you that you're kind of hiding or you're suppressing or you feel ashamed of. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think the reason why, you know, it's, it's, incredible to me. That's the number one word I hear when people describe me as authentic. And I really believe it's because I am unafraid to show up in my mess, to show up in my process and what I'm going through. Even as somebody who coaches other individuals, I am the first one to be like, I still have so much stuff I'm working on. And I think when you can really own that, it just gives you this freedom. Like, I just feel so free because I'm not worried about like, oh no, somebody's going to find out this like thing about me that I've been hiding. Like it's all on the table and you can Mm -hmm. take it or you can leave it. And that's how I really truly believe that's how you attract the people in your life who are meant for you. Yes. Oh, beautiful words of wisdom. Honestly, you just, just, you just speak words of wisdom. You really do. And it's so true that it is about loving yourself unconditionally. We tend to say, I love myself, but we only love ourselves conditionally when we're perfect, when we get it right, when we're successful, when we have a certain amount of money, but true love is unconditional love. So the shadow and light parts of you. So Oh, beautiful words of wisdom. Thank you, Randy. Before we go, can we do a quick lightning round? I like doing this with my special guests. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to throw out five questions and I just want you to share the first word or phrase that comes to mind. Okay. Okay. What's your favorite way to get energy energetically connected? Dancing. Your favorite book? The Gene Keys. Yeah. Favorite way to spend a day off? At the beach. The most romantic thing that's ever happened to you? Ooh, um, somebody, this actually happened for my 34th birthday this past year, took me to the big island of Hawaii and paid for everything, like for a full week. I mean, it was, yeah, I was treated like a a queen. It was amazing. Oh, love it. You deserve it. If your energy was a color, what would it be? Purple. If your soul had a name, what would it be? Ooh. I don't know why like Sasha Fierce is like coming up, like, but I know that's like Beyonce, (laughs) but I feel like it's definitely like a fierce, it's a fierce diva for sure. 
Love it. Love it. Well, those are my questions. Can you share with our audience before we go how they can get in touch with you and any upcoming offerings you have? Absolutely. So you can go to www.randylee.net and sign up for my newsletter. I send out weekly human design forecasts where I break down what's going on in the cosmic energy of the week or other elements about human design weekly in my newsletter. You can also sign up there to get my three-part video training on human design completely for free. It has, I think it's, it's over like four hours. It's, I called it a mini training, but I don't know how to do anything mini. Like everything is like, (laughs) I'm just like going all in. And so you get so much from this free training. Like people have downloaded it and can't believe that it's for free. So if you enjoyed what you were hearing today, I would highly suggest go download that free mini course and then connect with me on social media, follow me on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most. And yeah, I think that's about it. Oh, you can listen to my podcast, Uplifting Podcast. We have new episodes come out every Wednesday. Minerva was a guest on the podcast as well. So you can go and listen to her episode. And then you can use the code goddess. I'm going to have the code goddess be the code that you can use if you want to get a discount on the human design reading. So my human design readings are two hours long. You get a custom report that's about 15 to 20 pages long that breaks down all of the things about your human design. And then we get to hop on the call and talk about it, really break down how it's showing up for you. If you're in business, we can talk about how it applies to your business. We can talk about how it applies to your relationships. I mean, literally human design has all the answers. And so if you want to learn more about that, I would love to connect with you. And thanks again, Minerva, for having me. Oh, thank you so much for being here. I love you so much. Your light, your soul, your energy, your heart. So thank you so much. And thank you to all our listeners for tuning in, sending so much love and light to you. Thanks for joining Words of Wisdom.